Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. So we got an NBA double dip tonight. And speaking of two, James Harden led the Rockets to two Western Conference Finals, led the league in scoring three times wearing a Rockets uniform, but the operative number is one. It was one big divorce tonight. Brooklyn, Houston, ESPN, the Rockets are reeling. They've lost 12 in a row. The Nets are surging a win tonight. They would hit the All-Star break, winning 10 of 11. It's Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin coming to you live from above the Heineken River Deck at Pier 17. All of our guests join us this morning on the Goodyear Hotline, including Malika Andrews, who covers the Nets for ESPN. She'll Malika. be here in about 90 minutes from now. She'll be covering tonight's game. She'll be on the crew on the ESPN broadcast. Malika spoke to James Harden yesterday, and Harden answered the biggest question of all even though the Rockets did say they were about to retire his jersey will do so later this season even with the small number of fans in attendance tonight somewhere probably between 3,000 4,500 they are having some fans in Houston the reception that he might receive tonight I hope I'll receive with love the love and the appreciation that I've, I've given to that city that I still give to that city um you know I hope hoping that the, the, the favor can be returned so that's his answer. He basically said, look, I've done a ton. And let's be honest, as a community guy, he didn't leave in the best possible way. And obviously that's been held against him. Jay says he's obviously done a great job in Brooklyn as your MVP candidate. He also has given a ton of money, though. He's staying in Houston, the, the deep freeze, all the weather things. He's given a lot of money to that city for a fan base that loved him for nine years. Yeah, but you say, you say, you know, criticism by who, though, right? I mean, like. Come on, man. People are going to say what they're going to say. We know exactly who James James Harden is. We know why he wanted to leave Houston. And the way that he felt he needed to do it was what he did for those handful of games when he asked him prior to that to move him. And he said, okay, I'm uh, uh, going to come in and I'm going to do what I need to do until you move me. But in terms of everything else, off the court, he's been amazing. I mean, that is the reason, one of the main reasons that they decided at some point in time they're going to retire his jersey. He is one of three or four guys playing-wise that I can think of when I think of the Houston Rockets. Obviously, Elijah Wan, Moses Malone, Clyde Drexler, uh, and then all of a sudden, I go to James Harden. Mm-hmm. And so when you start to think about it, he fits the mold of a guy who in nine seasons, think about it, it, it sounds like he was only there for four or five. He was there for nine, nine years. Yeah. So that's a, a career for most people. Really random timing on making an announcement that, yes, we're going to retire your jersey. Very odd. Before your game comes back. You know what that tells me? It says, hey, you are important to our organization. Now. The way, yeah. Well, you've always been. We try to show you that with that two-year extension of, what, $100 million, $50 million a year that you turned down. We made a lot of mistakes. I still can't get my head around. Damn, that's a lot of money. But you're going to get some of that, I though, right? I know $50 million a year. Anyway, I digress. I'm just saying that, that that sounds like an admission of guilt to me about, uh-huh. hey, the way we handled your GM being him taking time off, being let go, us bringing a first-year head coach in to replace a guy like Mike D'Antoni, we made mistakes. We didn't handle it the right way. Yeah. Maybe on your way out, you could have been a little bit more professional. But you know what? We're trying to let that go. We want you to be remembered as an all-time great here as part of this organization. I hope the fans cheer him on. I know there's a lot of difficult times that he's experienced there being up 3-1 against Golden State and not being able to complete that task. But every year he's been there, they've been to the postseason pretty much. He's averaged 24-plus points every single year. He's done incredible things for the community. It just didn't work out long-term, yeah, Key. It didn't work out long-term. And the Rockets don't have to justify why they're doing it. I mean, it speaks for itself. Jay just rattled off 
all of his accomplishments, both on and off the court. So it's perfect. I mean, you know, yeah, maybe the timing was a little funky. Uh, this is the first time and the only time that they will be going into Houston, though, being an East team. So, you know, I'm okay with it, I guess, at the end. And I feel like the, the saga still isn't over, right? Yep. P.J. Tucker is on this team right now for Houston, and they, they've looked really bad. I mean, they've looked really bad. They lost 12 straight. I said it yesterday when they lost against Memphis Key, Memphis's bench outscored the starters. They then turn around, they lose to the Cleveland Cavs. That's with Victor Oladipo playing 40 minutes. That's with John Wall playing 40 minutes. So, look, they're not in a good place. And P.J. Tucker, I know he wants to be on a different team. People have started throwing out rumors that he wants to be on Brooklyn. He could be a missing link for Brooklyn to go next level defensively. So I think these teams are always going to be intertwined moving forward. All right. We'll get back to it with Malika when she joins us in about 85 minutes or so. Again, she'll be on the call. NBA double dip tonight. Rockets, Nets, the return of Harden, and then it'll be the Warriors and the Blazers settle in for a doubleheader tonight on ESPN. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Settle in for this debate. We're going to talk about this throughout the course of the morning. Piece by our colleague Bill Connolly that you can see on ESPN.com where he looked at the numbers and essentially rolled through the best quarterbacks in college football over the last 20 years. So 2000 is the cutoff. Can't go to Mike Vick in 99. Can't go to touchdown Tommy Frazier in 95. 2020 years. What do you got here, John? I don't want to go on a, a tangent. I'm sorry, but I just want to ask you a quick question. Getting out of your situation, handling it the way James Harden handled it, or handling the way Deshaun Watson's handling it, which one do you think is better? It's the same. There's no Because di- no some people will argue that the way James handled it is unprofessional. There's no, but there's, some of those same people then say that Sean's handling is unprofessional. Like I, I get confused. Which one's the right they way? Have to, they have to handle it the best way in, that suits them and their families. And that's, that's pretty much it. Because going to a team isn't as simple as J.J. Watt or Matthew Stafford and them just saying, okay. But it was for them. That's for the them. point that's messed up, right? It no, was- no, it's not. It's different circumstances, yeah, though. Yeah. It's a diff- different circumstances. J.J. Watt was at the end there, a rebuilding team in Houston. The quarterback is, has way more value than J.J. Watt. It's different. Matthew Stafford rebuilding in, in, rebuilding in Detroit. And essentially, they probably were going to move on from him anyway, so might as well trade him then hold on to him for one more year. And he's a little bit older. Deshaun is top two, three, four quarterback in the league. You're just yeah. not going to let him walk out. I mean, you just you want to try to do as much as you can to salvage that relationship. But you you have two two a quarterback in Stafford, a, a, a defense alignment in JJ that's older, and you got a quarterback in Deshaun as well as a guard, a shooting guard, scoring guard, franchise player in Harden. You want to try to hold on to those two guys as much as you can, but in the end you got to get something for him, and, and Deshaun Watson will be gone as well. Here's the other thing I would say to Jay's point, and this is just, this is just my opinion as, as you devolve. If you just set a dividing line, I don't think Watson has done anything wrong at all. No. But, but I do think you could argue, and I, I think you guys might roll your eyes. I, do I think did you, already. Yeah, I think, you might, I think you might roll your eyes when you say, hey, you know, the NBA protocol is just, just please wear a mask, and you have to test out six days in a row negative, and we can't set our lineup because you're coming back. You flouted the rules. You were out there publicly. We're yes. just asking I mean, you that, to wear that, a mask. But, that's but, what it's going to take, that, though, Zubin. It's going to take we, that for me to get the hell out of here. But we can also address it because, I mean, look, our show, we're not political. We always talk about sports, but politics. 
I feel like intertwined to a degree, right? But it's like, look what's happening in Texas right now. Everybody right. else is wearing masks, but hey, no mask mandate. Right, but he Texas. walks in and you, you got to test negative for Open. six straight days. So I hear you. That our roster, you're you're screwing the rest of the team. I got a first year head coach, bro. You got to test but negative you knew six all of this. days you, in a row. You knew all of this, though, Zubin, when I told you prior to me going to Vegas and hanging out that I did not want to be a part of your team. You knew, I told you this. I did not want your $100 million. But you're going to try to force me to do something. Cool, no problem. I'll sit tight. And then you make a decision. Because if you would just did what I asked you to do, when I decline your $100 million, if you told me right Two now, years. Zubin, <laughs> I'm going to give you $100 million, and I said no, what do you, what would that what sign is that signaling to you? Well, what if I said he was under contract for the next three oh, years? Oh, stop the, the contract stuff! That's what? a bunch of nothing. Everybody's everybody's always under contract. I don't want to play for you. You you didn't come to me to tell me anything about what we're doing with this organization, Z. And then at the end, you bring me a young head coach. You're rebuilding. You want to waste what years I have left in Houston? No, I want to get out of here. I want to get out because. You didn't say to me, hey, what do you think about this? Every other NBA superstar and teams go to their guys. This is part of what goes on in professional sports. Let me rephrase. It's just hard, though, Zubin, because if, hard, I, if, I, if, if you're making, scream at if you, you're making, if you know you're making how I am. a million or $2 million a year, which is still a lot of money, you're not going to receive the same clout. Whereas, especially if you give me leverage, you just offer me two years, $100 million. I'm just That's, saying I have leverage over you now. Deshaun didn't did absolutely nothing wrong. He's handled it right. Could you? I don't think it's unreasonable. To make the argument that James could have handled it, oh, I, that's, much what, that's what I said. Better. I agree. Yeah, he but, could have but handled you it much. Handled better. You can't it, put anything under Sean. He's handled, handled it, it the way you wanted to see him handle it. He didn't handle it the way you and others may want to see him handle to it. To the benefit he of his handled, teammates, the organization, the I, fans. I, I, I can't. At that point, I can't. I can't do nothing for you, Zubin. I cannot. I can't. I've already told you I don't want your money and I don't want to be here prior to going to training. Let's camp. play devil's advocate. You're not listening to me. If, if I if I don't want to be here, but I'm not going to say that publicly or I'm not going to go to that degree to make it known that I don't want to be here and I abide by the rules. What happens if you actually can't find a trading partner to move me? Well, I think the narrative is flipped. You go back and mark the tape. I know that's an old school term. Go back and mark the tape. And every single analyst, the day before they traded James Harden, they said, we're going to sit him, right? Every one of our analysts, maybe not you guys, every one of our analysts was like, man, he, he really screwed this one up. He is handling this just horribly. The PR, the optics no, are terrible. <laughs> we can mark it. I'm guaranteeing you. We'll call Big Curve. I wonder, Kirk, I wonder, everybody I wonder that's what did we show. say? I wonder what did we say? I don't think I we said, said that. Cool, you know well, me. I'm all for the player. That. I excuse you both from the conversation. Okay, okay, what I just fair. said. I yeah, excuse sorry. you both, and I said if you have a guest on the show, I guarantee you. Check the check the tape. What do you think Big Perk said? Guarantee you. What do you think Seth Greenberg? said? Everybody that's come yeah, on I, our I, show. I, 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 Seth I, I is coming on. I can't, I can't listen to Seth Greenberg when he starts talking about players. I'm sorry. Okay, I'm just saying. I, I think Uh-oh. the narrative. I can go on. back and just do a Google search. I'm sure the majority of things people were saying was great player has a chance to control his future. I get it. I handle it like I understand. We're, we were in a pandemic. He's hanging out without a mask and at a club and doing the whole thing. I get all of the optics of it, but I'm not talking about the optics. I'm talking about the real, real life situation when I'm walking into you as my general manager and owner and saying to you, this is not working out. I don't want your money. Let's move me. And then you sit there and say, no, we're not moving you. We're going to do it when we want to. Meanwhile, you don't move Westbrook. You don't you 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 dismantling the team. You bringing in first timers as coaches. You're not going to waste my career. And then when you tell me about signing the contract, so what? 
I just feel like that obligates so you to be there. That's all I'm saying. I'm just Find saying I think that obligates miss. you to be there. I just feel like coaches leave. Like on a yeah. Coaches leave and players get cut all the time that sign contracts. All the time. How many? J.J. Watt had a contract. He used to Texas Cuddy. I got that. But do you think? Do you but think, it was on the team's terms, so it was okay. That, that, that's what, that's what it Ty turns Gur- into. Ty Gurley had a contract team cutting. Jared Goff had a contract team trading. That's the way that stuff goes, bro. I mean, so, and, goes. and when I got leverage like Jay say, that's the way it goes, bro. I'm just telling you. All right, we'll see. I just, I, ding, I just ding, think. Ding, ding, Oh, I love when I see you two go at it. Yeah. This rarely I just, happens. I just, yes. I, I think there's a lot of revisionist history going on. He was getting dumped on when he was treating the Rockets this and way. And guess what? Your, your you refusal really, to acknowledge that is You incredible. really think, but you <laughs> really think that he's worried about being dumped on? No, I, did no I, did not I, at all. But did I say James people, Harden's people go, he's playing great but, basketball? But we get dumped on for being on this show. Zubin, they kill us on Twitter. That's why I'm not on Twitter. They kill us. When we read between the breaks and laugh at the stuff, does it make it right? Just because people decide so that they don't like your damn take? Because people decide that they may not like what we say or the way James Harden handled it? Get in there, Zubin. Get in there. Like, come on, man. Stop. Get in there. Don't let him, don't let him I'm dominate. Not going Get in there. Appe- I'm not going to appease the masses just because. I'm not that guy. Get in there, Zubin. Yeah. Well, to be continued, this is obviously a conversation we can have throughout That's the That's how morning. I feel every day, Zubin, when I argue with Keith. <laughs> <laughs> but we should mention we do have a No, game. I'm on your side. I'm just saying. When you get demonstrative, though. Demo- oh, now I'm demonstrative. Oh, I didn't mean. Oh, no, I'm I, angry. I I'm use, aggressive. I didn't use the disgruntled I, I am word. disgruntled. I, I am attacking whatever. Demonstrative has a positive connotation to a degree. You've been going to, you went to Duke, so I'm going to leave that alone. I love you. You're listening to them people, man. You better stop. We'll get back to the conversation this morning. There's plenty there. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. It all comes to a head or some would say a crescendo tonight when the Rockets take on the Nets on ESPN. Commercial insurance through Progressive. I understand that. (laughs) Protects your business and your dream. Choose from over 30 coverage (laughs) options at ProgressiveCommercial.com. Best case, worst case. We kind of ran through the best case for the Nets right now is having Harden and the best case, worst case from the NFL as we roll back there. And this might be the most interesting team of all because, let's be honest, over the last two or three years, who's had more ebbs and flows than the Cleveland Browns? Mary Kay Cabot on the beat for Cleveland.com, one of the best there is, writes about the NFL issues at large as well. I'm always looking at her work, and she joins us this morning on the Goodyear Hotline. All right, Mary Cable, brass tacks, and we'll get one, two, and we'll let you go. Best case scenario for the Browns this offseason would be what? Uh, the best case scenario for the Browns, well, one of them just went out the window when J.J. Watt signed with the Cardinals. Uh, so I would say now uh, the best case scenario for the Browns would be to land Levante David, the linebacker from the Bucks. They really need a great linebacker uh, this offseason. I know he wants to be back in Tampa Bay. I know Bruce Arian wants him, uh, but the Browns could really use him, and they have the money to pay him. And lastly, the worst-case scenario for the Browns this offseason. Uh, the worst-case scenario, l- let me say uh, trading Odell Beckham Jr., even though I can see that there would be some wisdom and merit in it, possibly. I still think he's a tremendous 
receiver. I think that uh, he and Baker Mayfield will, will flourish together now that the lights have come on uh, for Baker Mayfield in this offense. And we should mention Kevin Stefanski is going to join the show here later in the week. What an amazing ride for him, that terrible first game. And then they rally to make the playoffs. He misses the first playoff game, but the Browns make the divisional round. It's been quite a season, and Mary Kay's been chronicling it all year long, including the offseason perspective. Mary Kay, thank you so much. Sure, thanks for having me. Great to have you. Speaking of things we can't agree on, we're mm-hmm. going to go back to a couple of questions this morning. The NFL logo, we're just having some fun. Who should the NFL logo be? Uh, if it was anybody with the idea that perhaps Kobe is in play, perhaps there's some support for it to replace Jerry as the NBA logo. Nothing firm, of course, just chatter. But we decided, hey, let's spin it with the NFL, the most popular sport in the country. Who would it be? And then we're also asking your best quarterback to the last 20 years in college football. He's got Matt Leinert at the top of his list, Joe Burrow. Signet number six. USC, shocking. With some legends in between. So, whatever you want. (laughs) NFL logo, who should it be? Top quarterbacks of the last 20 years. Who did we miss on? Who's too high? Who's too low? Ruben in Florida. You're on ESPN Radio. What you got for us? Hello? Hey, what's What's happening, man? Not much, man. Not much. Uh, Key, man. Your top six it is. Um, I think. Honestly, an honorable mention at least or, or should be on that is Johnny Manziel because, I mean, he, he's shown that he's done things that we haven't seen since, like, probably Michael Vick and other players like that, you know, running around and making plays with Mike Evans on top of that. And if they didn't even have a defense, you know what I mean? And he was still making plays. Imagine if he had an Alabama type of defense, he had the ball more, you know what I mean? No, so, I, f- I feel you on that. He beat Alabama. I get it. He was, he was money sign, all that sort of stuff, but no. Can't help him. Marcus in Not in Pits- the top six. <laughs> Marcus in Pittsburgh. He said honorable mention. You're on I don't ESPN. Have an honorable mention. <laughs> what do you got? Um, talking about an NFL logo. If you want to name great players, you can name them from Jim Brown all the way to Tom Brady and all the ones in between, you can name them. But if you think of an iconic moment, yeah, when Joe Namath and the Jets beat the Colts, and he ran mm. off the field with his finger up, man. I yeah. think that would be a great logo. I love that. That's a great. silhouette that I can get behind right there. Yeah, that's, yeah, that one's yeah, for that's sure. Yeah, that's what's up. No, that one's for sure. The silhouette, 100%. 100%. Speaking of old school, James in Las Vegas, you're on ESPN Radio. What you got? Um, How about Tom Landry for the Cowboys? A hat logo. Another hat. No, it's a great silhouette. There's nothing wrong with, with any of them, but I think – you know, I think we're talking about players, though, right? Yeah. I mean, that's that's more it. Maybe, maybe if you're talking about renaming Vince Lombardi Trophy or something like that, then Tom Landry fits into that a little bit. Because you know, when you start talking about Joe Namath uh, silhouette, Lawrence Taylor standing up on the edge, coming, coming, coming like a as he said, a pack of wild dogs yes, yes. going to get somebody off the edge, or you think about. Um, Tom Brady dropping back, what that would look like. You know, you start to think about sweetness and Walter Payton. I mean, Walter Payton would be – he would be right there with Jim Brown for me. Can, can I – Tom Landry, okay. But, like, hell no, Key. I can't – Dallas is already America's team, <laughs> damn it. You're already America's team. You can't take the logo as well. Was they Amer- they were America's team back then? Back, back then. then. Okay. I can't have you take the logo the too. You already got the whole damn country. <laughs> I'm done. Plus, y'all ain't wearing no mask. Yeah, you, yeah, you ain't wearing no mask. I'm angry about it. 
Just win the NFC East. <laughs> Move on. Here's the name we haven't heard yet. Stacy in Tucson, Arizona. You're on ESPN Radio. Who should the NFL logo be if the shield were to be replaced by a player? Brett Favre. What do you think? Nah, uh, nah. Why? Why? Why, Stacy? Why? Well, because I was listening to Mike Greenberg yesterday about uh, the top five records that probably won't be broken, and his uh, 297 starts was on there. He he just defines toughness. Yeah, he was a tough he was a tough player. There's no question about it. He certainly uh, stayed in there. Um, Eli Manning was was there. Peyton Manning till he got hurt. I mean, typically the star quarterbacks that play a very, very long time. I could see Tom Brady breaking a record if it wasn't for him missing the ACL, getting hurt that one year. He, you know, he hasn't missed any games other than that. I feel like I would go Peyton Manning before I would go Brett Favre. So we haven't heard Peyton's yet name this morning, have we? Have we, we have heard not. No, we have not heard it one time. I, I don't – not Peyton Manning. He didn't use the last name, but every single time that, that Evan says it's just Peyton, so I don't know which one he's talking about sometimes. Oh, Walter or Manning. Or, yeah. Yeah, or Manning, Walter even, though, Payton even be, though they're spelled different. No controversy know? around Walter Peyton. Right. A&E, A&E, the difference between Peyton and Peyton there, right? But so I'm saying I don't know. Sports Center. Like, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> <Stone> it, <laughs> it True, but when – true, but I'm saying when I'm looking at the board with Evan, he's just typing, so right. it's hard to – figure out which one is he really going for. Right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, on the way, Selection Sunday is less than <laughs> two weeks away. But last night provided us with some amazing moments, including a national title contender that looks like they could win it without their best player and some controversy that might be coming tonight. All of that after Jay has this from O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly's. Okay. Save big during O'Reilly Auto Parts Power Torque Tools DIY Days Sale with great deals on socket sets, power tools, and more. If you're a do-it-yourself kind of guy, which I'm not, but I need to learn how to be, my wife tells me, you need the right tools for the job, and this is your opportunity. Right now, get $10 off of a 200-piece mechanics tool set plus double O rewards points. That means you'll get your next reward even faster. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit O'ReillyAuto.com. Hey, it's Greeny, and Wednesday, Legendary Voices Week continues with Bob Costas. We'll go all across the world of sports with him, and we'll try and get to the bottom of how Will Chamberlain is not on basketball's Mount Rushmore. See you then. It's Greeny, starting 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and ESPN+. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small, and when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Here is Frazier. Tenth to shoot. Top of the key three. Feeling it. Oh. Got it. Oh, it's Trent Frazier's oh. night. Oh. Oh. Trent Frazier knocks down a three. Look at that Illini bench. Man, are they having fun. 64-36. Frazier knocks down a three. Well, this is fun. Not if you're a Michigan fan. If you love the Illini, fighting Illini, they're going back to the days of the flying Illini. They look terrific. Flying past Michigan, 76-53, doing it so Short-handed without their best player. Amazing week for Illinois. Continues. They'll be at Ohio State on Saturday. It'll be the biggest game Illinois and Ohio State have played in Columbus since 05. You remember this one when Illinois walked in 29-0 and undefeated. D. Brown. And lost to the Buckeyes. Illinois got a number one seed that year, and they're looking for a number one this year. Our number one college basketball analyst, Seth Greenberg, is here. So much to discuss from last night and a very interesting story that is overshadowing all the games being played in one minute NBA games being played tonight (laughs) Houston Brooklyn James Harden back in H-Town after spending nine years there the team yesterday announcing they're probably going to retire his jersey put an end to all the acrimony that'll happen later this year the Nets win tonight they hit the all-star break winning 10 of 11 the Rockets are going to try to snap a losing streak that's now hit a dozen games it's really getting away from the Rockets and Black History always one note on LeBron before we mention this great LeBron Black History moment. LeBron not going to play tonight when the Lakers are in Sacramento. A little rest. First game off this season back in 2014 on this very day, March 3rd. The Shield, the mask, scoring 61, donning it in South Beach as they took over the Charlotte Bobcats that night, 124-107. And, of course, we all know what LeBron has done. Speaking out, Zlatan has responded to LeBron as well. We'll continue to follow the situation. But on this particular date, another virtuoso performance from the King and Sports Center is brought to you by Nature Valley. Feel the joy of a sunny day. Find the freedom of an open field and taste the crunch from 100% whole grain oats. Stay outside longer with Nature Valley oats and honey crunchy granola bars. We are better outside and it's a pleasure to welcome in Seth Greenberg this morning on the Goodyear Hotline. Coach, I got to get right to it. You're my guy. You've known Coach McDermott over at Creighton for a long time. I'm going to read to you what he said. Guys, we got to stick together. We need both feet in. I need everybody to stay on the plantation. I can't have anybody leave the plantation. Your thoughts, Seth Greenberg. Sensitive, hurtful. I think maybe something that needs to happen is you need to self-examine where that came from and why he would say something like that. Uh, It's unacceptable. And uh, do I think that Greg McDermott's a racist? No, I don't. Were those comments racially insensitive, absurd and egregious uh, uh, and awful? No doubt about it. And, you know, I know that the university president, the athletic director flew to Cincinnati yesterday to meet with him and meet with the team. Uh, There needs to be accountability. 
Now, you got to understand, Jay, well, that's a private university. They can do whatever the hell they want to do. I mean, that's, it's not a state university, but there needs to be accountability, uh, accountability uh, to his players, accountability to the university, accountability to what he said. Uh, there's no doubt about it. I mean, to me, how insensitive uh, and hurtful and ignorant those comments are uh, is, is something that can't be ignored. And uh, I think that an apology, and I was disappointed in his apology because he said, we'll all learn from this. And it's not a we, it's I need to learn from this. I need to self-examine. I need to look in the mirror. It has nothing to do with anyone else. It all has to do with his hurtful words and what he said. Uh, and so I, I think this is, is all about Greg McDermott looking in the mirror and not his players and his team. I guess maybe his players and his staff looking how the prism they look at him at through. But uh well let me ask you about that. Let me ask you about that, Seth. What what if, if you're if you're a player, if you feel uncomfortable on the eve that you guys are about to play the number ten ranked team in the nation, Villanova, maybe you don't want to play. If you're a university, even if it is a private matter, how do you handle that? I me personally, I think he probably should have been suspended. I mean I, I you know I understand they're playing they're playing for a conference championship tonight. Uh, uh, they're playing Villanova for conference championship, but I think some things are bigger than one game. Uh, th th this conference championship won't determine uh, this team's path because obviously they're going to make it into the NCAA tournament. But I think just moving forward, you've got to address this before you can move on. And I don't, I don't know if these players can move on in their heart and their mind and their spirit until it's addressed in a, in a more serious manner than more than just an apology. I knew that I know for a fact because I just spoke to a coach in the league. It's very close to him. And I spoke to the administration, uh, some, someone in the administration of the Big East, that conversations are taking place. Conversations have taken place. Individual conversations have taken place with uh, players. Individual conversations have taken place with other coaches that Coach McDermott respects. Uh, real conversations, uh, honest conversations, uh, but also some of those people that know him best. Uh, you know, some uh, some of the coaches that uh, are very close with him and, and they were emotional conversations, but it still doesn't answer the question. And the question is the self-examination of where did this come from? You know, what is the root of, of what he said and why he said it? What, where did that come into his his mindset? I mean, it's real simple. We got to stay together as a team. Uh, we got to trust each other and believe in each other and care for each other. All right. We're only as good as how much we care for each other, you know, and we need, I mean, that, that's what you say in that moment. And coaches get emotional after games, but I mean, it's real simple, you know, I mean, so, I mean, it, it's disappointing because I, you know, I know Greg, I don't know him really well. I know him. I play golf with him on, on Nike trips. Uh, you know, he, he, he's a loose cannon that he likes to have fun, but I mean, you know, this is so out of anything I would think that would ever come out of his mouth. <laughs> But 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 it did. Yeah yeah, coach. And, and and look, you've been around many African American players, whether you coached them, recruited them, worked with them, whatever the case may be. Yeah. As a player, I can't trust him anymore at all, whatsoever. And you say to yourself, "Well, where did it come from?" It came from him. And I know cancer culture and all those sort of things. I get it. That that's the way things are these this day and age. But he said those things because he said it before. May not have said it to the team, but right. it's in your DNA. I don't give a damn what anybody says. That, that, that's just the way it is. And so with that being said, should he just step down? 
and just step aside, rethink it, recalibrate his brain somewhere else? I think he needs to step down in terms of stepping away from his team right now in this moment in time. And then I think he needs to kind of let the university go through the process of evaluating the situation and, and what he learned and, and, and those things in nature. But I do think that it would be hard for a player, one of my players, to, you know, if I said that. And I don't know if he said it before. He's for surely heard it before. Because, look, I'm not going to put words in someone else's mouth. He said that in that moment in time. That's the only, th- the only time – I know of him saying it because he admitted to saying it. But if I'm a player, coach, I don't know what his relationships coach, with his coach, players are. But coach, go ahead. Like I said, he may have never said it to his team. But you don't say exactly. things. Well, he didn't. You don't say things that you've never said before. Just all of a sudden, after 20 years of coaching basketball, I'm going to use the word plantation, referring to my team that is predominantly African American. You t- t- I get it. Maybe it was on the golf course with your buddies. Maybe it was in the country club having a cocktail. Hell, maybe it was with some of your assistants on a recruiting trip. I don't know. But I do know you don't say things like that one time and it just comes out. I, I know that. I know better than that. Hey, and King, you, you might be 100% right. All I'm saying is the conversations happening with his players. I'm interested in the feedback he got from his players because I think those conversations were really real. I, do I think he should coach tonight? I don't, no, I don't think he should coach tonight. I think that he needs to step back and reflect and, and, and speak with an, a bunch of people uh, to understand the root of what he said. That's what I mean by self-examine. Why would that come out of his mouth? What was his mindset? What is, what is his vision? What is his... What is his being? Uh, and again, I, I don't know him in that way. Yeah. Uh, and the coaches I spoke to in the league, and those are African-American coaches as well, don't know him in that way. And his closest friends uh, in that league don't know him that way. But there's a reality to this situation. Whether it's a private or public, you need to be held accountable. Yes. You need to be held accountable for your actions. You need to be held accountable for your words. And I don't care if they're playing for a championship tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, the most important thing is just like players are held accountable, we all need to be held accountable for our actions and our words. And, uh, you know, in this moment in time, or any moment in time, those words are insensitive and ignorant and hurtful. Well said. And, and they show lack of understanding of the struggle that African-American society has gone through and is continuing to go through and, uh, it's disappointing. It's, it's disappointing, but uh, I think he needs to take a step back, and I think that his team would respect that probably and respect him even more for saying, you know, guys, I want to be here with you. What happened in the last few days, uh, I've had to reflect, and I need to step away for a second because uh, I don't want to be a distraction for you as you guys chase your championship. More importantly, I need to be held accountable for my words and and really kind of look in the mirror and reevaluate things. Indeed. It all happened after a loss at Xavier on Saturday. We should mention sometimes when situations like this happen, it's your best player that's asked to speak out. It's not fair, but sometimes people will gravitate to that guy who's Marcus Zagorowski, who is on the John R. Wooden Award list, finalist list. You can find that entire list at ESPN.com. Zagorowski of Creighton is on that list. Seth is going to stay with us. When we return, we'll get into what was an amazing night of college basketball last night. Shorthand at Illinois. Baylor finally looking like Baylor again. That's when we return on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin after Jay has this word from Straight Talk Wireless. I feel like we just got some straight talk right there from Seth Greenberg. 
Yes, sir. It's time for some straight talk. Your tax return could look different this year, but you're still going to hear a lot of the noise about how to spend it, right? So when the big carriers tell you to splurge on the latest nonsense, do yourself a favor. Just tune it out. With straight talk, you can get a Samsung Galaxy A51 for just 199 bucks. That's 199 bucks. Plus, get the $45 unlimited talk, text, and data plan with no contract on America's best networks for up to 50% less. Tune out the nonsense and tune into Straight Talk. Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. More from Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin next. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. It's Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin coming to you live. South Street Seaport Studios here in Lower Manhattan. We're 11 days away from Selection Sunday. There's plenty to talk about on the court. Seth Greenberg is back with us. This is going to be so interesting to see this all come together in Indianapolis. Fellas, I saw a story the other day that right now the NCAA is in the nitty-gritty of trying to figure out everything that they need to do to get this ready. they got 68 teams coming together in Indianapolis to play 67 games and to crown a champion. And the NCAA is looking into things as small as, like, how are we going to do everyone's laundry? <laughs> like, all of those things are literally being looked at as we speak. It'll be a selection Sunday unlike any other. Seth Greenberg rejoins us now here on the Goodyear Hotline. Seth, I guess we got to hit Illinois and Baylor before we let you go here at the top of the hour. What do you make of the Illini winning last night against college basketball's hottest team, shorthanded without perhaps the runner-up player of the year in sterling fashion routing Michigan? We're going to find out really what this Illinois team's all about. What I mean by that is... uh... Andre Curbelo, the ball was going to be in his hands. Adam Miller had to step up and make shots. Trent Frazier would have a new role. In, in, a, in, a, in a way, this team grew without Io DeSumo. So, you know what? At some time during the NCAA tournament, DeSumo might get in foul trouble. Now they know they can go and beat the best team in the country, which I thought was Michigan. How did they do it? Terrific guard play. Trent Frazier and Curbelo were absolutely phenomenal. And a tremendous defensive game plan by Brad Underwood, the ability to keep everything in front, not get split, not over help. And the job they did on Isaiah Livers and Franz Wagner was absolutely incredible. That is a big time win. And not only a win you can build on, but a win now that you understand if the sumo goes out with foul trouble, we still can compete with the best teams in the country. Seth, describe to people, how good is the big 10? How many teams from the big 10 oh. will make the NCAA tournament this year? I think mean, nine or 10. And you know what, nine or ten, and I think probably six of them can make deep runs in the NCAA tournament. The Big Ten and the Big 12 two, are two of the best conferences in college basketball. It's not even close. The games are different. The games aren't games. They're events. They're must-see TV. You watch the games, and they're just different. Uh, the Big 12, all seven of those teams could make it to the Sweet 16. That's how good that league 
but the league is, but the Big Ten is ridiculous. Uh, uh, every single night, like Michigan State last night, they come back and they beat Indiana. All of a sudden, Aaron Henry's playing at a high level. And then that Baylor-West Virginia game, Jay Will, and I know you watched mm-hmm. it. I mean, that was a high-level game. The vaccine is undefeated. I'm just telling you, the vaccine is undefeated. I'm telling you, the virus is undefeated. The virus is flat-out undefeated. So it takes time for teams to recover from the virus. There's a difference between a contact trace and actually having the virus. The Baylor team was ravaged with the virus. They're on their way back, and you saw it yesterday. You saw it. Obviously, Davion Mitchell and Jared Butler make big plays down the stretch. That's Baylor basketball. You saw them get stops when they had to get stops against West Virginia. That's Baylor basketball. You saw Matt Meyer, who only played five minutes against Kansas because he was physically unable to get 18 off the bench. That's Baylor basketball. You saw Jonathan Chamwa Chachua. It took me a month to learn to say that name. All right, come off the bench. Yeah, yeah, Jonathan Chama Chachua come off the bench and make big plays. But right here, Jared Butler playing to contact, the physicality of this team. It's the best backcourt in college basketball. And you know, Jay, well, I call the guards, not point guards, but ball guards. guards, The ball guards of Davion Mitchell and Jared Butler are relentless. And this charge right here, I don't know, charge block. Here's the deal. If that was Duke playing Maryland for a national championship, hey, hey, and Duke hey. was on defense, that would have been a charge. Hey, hey, no need, no need to take knocks <laughs> at us, okay? We're just trying to beat Georgia Tech, damn it. Hey, I do want to – and that didn't go well last night. I don't want to talk about it. Give me an NBA comp for Kay Cunningham because this is one of the best drafts I think we're going to have in a while that's coming up here. I, I thought he plays a little bit like Grant Hill. What would you say his comp is? Yeah, I'm not sure he's bouncy as Grant was when Grant was healthy. I think I think he's a mixture between Ben Simmons and slow mo Kyle Anderson. Mm. I, I think that's that's my comp. You talk about a big point guard. Think about Kyle coming out of out of UCLA. His size, the pace that he played with, he never got sped up. He could see over the defense, made enough shots to keep you honest. This dude has the clutch gene. He defers the first thirty minutes of the game, gets everyone involved, and then all of a sudden, when the game's on the line, he's ridiculous. Right there, like you can walk him down to a post up. He can shoot the three. Really good job of looking over the defense, coming off ball screens. He has all kinds of runner. Here's a runner right here, I think. Yeah. I mean, the guy is a very complete player. And I'll tell you the other thing, Jay Will, and you know how important this is when you make that transition from college to the NBA. He has a great spirit about him. He's an incredible teammate. He's extremely inclusive. And I like this Oklahoma State team because they play with a joy and a joy for each other, not a joy for themselves and their own success but a joy for each other. I see that in this Oklahoma State team, and I see that and also another team that has a great freshman in Scotty Barnes in Florida State. Both of those teams, they all enjoy each other's success. It's not about them. It's about the team's success, and they all share in it. Now, I think Oklahoma State's the real deal. I love what they're doing defensively, and I love Kate Cunningham's game. But, you know, slow-mo, I mean, you look at the way he plays. Never rushed. Slow-mo and a little Ben Simmons on the side. It's pretty good comparison. Barnes and Cade Cunningham, by the way, on the Wooden Award finalist list. Seth Greenberg with us. College basketball season heating up. The Wendy's Wooden Watch has begun. Go to ESPN.com. Search Wooden Watch for the list of Wooden Award late season top 20 nominees to watch as the season rolls on. He mentioned Barnes. He mentioned Cunningham. Right now, Luca Garza, of course, in pole position as well for the award, the John R. Wooden Award, won by Jay Will in 2002, yeah. presented by Wendy's. Last thing for you, Seth. We aren't talking about it here as much because we still got a 
11 days to go to get to Selection Sunday. But what are your general thoughts on the tournament bracket not being reseeded and teams popping in from the first four out right into the field if there were to be some sort of outbreak on a team? How do you think the NCAA and the plan that they've put forth will work? It's the only way you could do because, like, if this was a bracket, all right, and all of a sudden they had to reseed it, you know, there are a lot of brackets filled out. There's a lot of money involved. So, you know, you don't have a lot of people doing this. <laughs> because, and you know what? You just can only do that so many times. So you have to have a plan. The TBT this summer did the same thing. They had teams in the bullpen, and, you know, the team came in and had a positive test. You brought the next team in. They took their place. Is it fair? No. But, you know, anything and everything that's gone on this season is not fair, but you know what? It's equitable and that, you know, no one knows what's going to happen and you've got to have some type of plan. I've said three P's, multiple plans, patience, and protocol. And you know what? We're close to the finish line. It's amazing accomplishment for the players, for the administrators, for the officials and everyone involved in college basketball. It's been incredible. So, uh, you know what? Take your bracket, fill it out. Hope that the team that you have advancing doesn't have a positive test. If not, Take your bracket like I just did, crumple it up, throw it out, and say, you know what? We had a college basketball Get season. that golf gear ready, Seth. April comes around. I'm calling you. Jay Will, I'm, I'm ready calling for you, you, big boy. I know hey, you're ready. Way, hey, hey, for the people out there, Jay Will, all right? He says, oh, I don't play. I don't play. I don't play. We played the hardest hole on this golf course. Right? By far the hardest hole, the second hole. He's 230 yards out, grabs a five iron, and hits a laser in the two feet and turns to me and goes, I don't know how that happened. <laughs> It's called sandbagging, Seth. It works out well for me. I mean, I mean, that's just the one. That's what I have to deal with. That's what I have to deal with. But you'll be my partner, so it makes no difference. Fair. Great stuff on the links on the court, <laughs> Seth. Thanks very much. Eleven days away from Selection Sunday, a Selection Sunday unlike any other. Thank you, Seth. All right, big boy. Thanks, Joe. Uh-huh. Appreciate you guys. And keep in mind, this year for the, the first best. time, we're going to find out who the first four out are mm. that normally doesn't get unveiled, and then if one of those teams has to hop into the field. They'll hop into the field. On the way, James Harden back to Houston and another superstar headed to join him in New York. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.